The Stateside Soccer Show is now covering Ted Lasso. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. That's no joke. The Stateside Soccer Show now presents Believe Cast. We aren't talking about faith or ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. We are talking Ted Lasso episode recaps. So sit back, get ready for us to discuss all the tea. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Hello and welcome to Believe Cast, presented by the Stateside Soccer Show, where we talk Ted Lasso recaps all for season three. The finale has aired. I am Jordan Wiegand. With me, as always, is Logan Stump, as we are now a week removed from the finale. So we'll maybe be able to, you know, I know we usually record these week later, but kind of, you know, in, in the sense of this big finale that might be it is uh, being able to sit with it for a bit before jumping on and recording. But how are you today, Logan? Uh, I recovered uh, from my, I guess my, my sorrows and sadness of, of last, uh, last Wednesday. That was weird. I about said Tuesday cause I'm so used to watching it on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, last Wednesday, Jordan, um, man, what a, what a ride that was. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good, Jordan. Uh, I think everything's everything good, but how are you doing? Everything good? Yeah, I mean, this episode made me cry like a little baby. Um, especially, you know, the end montage with the song and everything. Uh, into it. But what we also have to go over today, as well as we had predictions look at and say did they get it right did they not and we'll see who got the most uh ready uh you know who got the most right and i think we may have struck out on all three for each one of us actually <laughs> looking at it so we'll talk about that later but really to talk about this finale which i think wraps it up with a pretty little bow and i, I was really amazed by your response logan to it when you were like at least there's another season and i didn't know if you were joking or not but i was like what makes you say that because in my opinion and look we'll we'll go through some of the plots and stuff but i think the number one thing on most people's mind is right is this the actual end of the show and i mean i i watched a um a Ask me anything that had uh, Brendan Hunt commenting on it on on Reddit, and he said they truthfully do not know. So whatever we do here is speculation. He said we're going to take some time away. We're going to see if we want to do it again or not. But they told the story they wanted to tell. So in my opinion, that means whatever we say here, whatever we're going to use as proof from this episode, I think is. Just 100% speculation because I, I don't think they even know at this point. I thought maybe they were playing coy in, in the run-up to the season. But now that it's aired and they're saying that, I'm, I'm thinking they actually have no clue. Uh, but, you know, Logan, your response to it was, you think that there's uh, another season and and that be, or at least some sort of version of this show will continue existing and not. So I want to kind of hear your thoughts on, what kind of made you think that? Cause uh, I felt almost the opposite. I think what it was for me was everybody, but I mean, I guess Jamie and Ted really where I felt like Roy's story could continue. Keely and Rebecca's story can continue. <clears throat> Beard and Nate can continue what they're doing. Um, so I felt like really, I mean, it was honestly just Ted, like, I felt like Ted, like we thought it would happen. Like we thought maybe that this could happen where Ted was going to be given the opportunity to step away, head back to his house and then go back to, uh, a, you know, back to a state where he could go live with Henry again. Um, and I think that was ultimately what we got. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it for Ted. And I kind of left the door open. to like, if Ted wanted to come back and visit, he could, 
I don't think it would, again, I don't think it, the show would obviously be called Ted Lasso, but I think the Richmond way, because it was never about Ted, right? Because I, I think that's where I saw that. And then presented with the fact of, I think the most, the one that pointed to something else happening in the future was obviously Roy being appointed and then also the the women's team. And I think that's ultimately where that came from was my, my text of like, while this iteration of the show is done, this I think season four would be called something different and lead into a whole different story. Because yes, while I think these stories are wrapped up, I still think you could have, you know, episodes where Beard and Roy and them are in it or, you know, but I think it would focus mainly on maybe like a, a different kind of story. Maybe called the Richmond way. Yeah. I, I think that was the biggest <clears throat> thing that there would be a spinoff is, you know, um, he was calling it the lasso way on his book, Trent Krim and, you know, Ted saying, you know, it, it was never about me, which I think is if you're taking it, at its heart of that to the show, that's completely false. The show was called Ted Lasso. It is about him, <laughs> but it's also about these other characters, you know? Um, but uh, I'm actually surprised. I, I saw somebody say I'm, that they were surprised that it wasn't just called believe on the book instead of the Richmond way. Like, you know, he, he really wanted to fit in that the way uh, I guess maybe his Mandalorian wanted to fit that into the title. So he, you know, called it the Richmond way instead of the lasso way. But because, you know, they did kind of all circle around the belief, right? The belief sign at the end. So that would have made sense, too. But ultimately, the way I felt about it is. I think this is done and, and I'm kind of at the point where. I don't want a spinoff at all. Now, if we do get a spinoff of like the women's team, I think that can work. Cause you can maybe spin off maybe one character. I don't think you need to have everybody in that. Um, maybe Nate becomes the coach of the women's team or, or, or something like that. But I, I, I think it's very hard when you gave everyone the closure they did in this episode to do it again in another season or two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it is very hard. I felt so satisfied with this ending that I cannot picture it coming back at all for a season four, whether it's called Ted Lasso or called something else. And we're focusing on beard, Nate and Roy and Keely uh, and Higgins I don't know if I want that because I think it has been just so beautifully wrapped up. And I know some people be like, well, we don't know who Keely ended up with. She doesn't, we kind of talked about that. This might be a possibility that she doesn't end up with anyone because you don't need to have a character end up with somebody, right? Like, she might end up with one of them in the future, but right now she's like, you guys are asking me to pick between you two. And that is so juvenile. <laughs> and she just kicks them out. Right. And, and they're like, we're idiots. It's kind of their response. And then they just went like, Hey, you want to go get a drink? And they go out and have a good time together. But I think these three characters can just be friends and have a really strong relationship without needing to be in a in a romantic relationship. So I, I'm fine with Keely not being wrapped up with Roy or Jamie. I think I still got closure on it, as much as some people have complained that there wasn't. And I saw a lot of complaints about the lack of Ted Becca ending up together, which we've talked about extensively on here Season one does hint at it a little bit. But other than that, it's not really hinted in the show at all. It is all what people are reading into the situation. Or reading into the chemistry of the actors. What they want to happen. 
so for me, again, I, I like this. I like that they even – I saw some people took really big offense to this. I don't know if you saw the slogan. I saw people say that they were laughing, talking about the beginning when it's hinted that they slept together and then it's just the twist of, no, they don't about Ted leaving and that they all crashed there, right? Ted and Beard and Jane crashed there at Rebecca's place. And I saw people on Twitter and Reddit that were like hardcore Ted Rebecca shippers that were like, they're laughing at us. They're making fun of us. I've never felt so insulted. And I was like, it's a show. <laughs> Relax. The ship is not going to kill you if it doesn't get end up together. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've never been like a hardcore shipper. Are you a hardcore shipper? You watch anything that you're like, I need these two together. The only show that I've ever done that to. Um, is if anybody has seen Bill Lawrence's Scrubs, yes, uh, Elliot and JD. Um, ultimately, I wanted to end up together. Um, the Ross and Rachel thing actually uh, was exhausting. And at the end, I was like, I don't even know what I want with those two. Um, but no, I, I'm usually not. Not when I watch shows. Um, even on this not, one. Not a Chandler mom. Oh, gosh, no. Um Monica ruined Chandler. <laughs> Gosh, she's like my least favorite character in the whole show. I love everybody else, but Monica drives me nuts. Um, it, I, like I love, I love Phoebe, um, and I'm glad that Phoebe ends up with Paul Rudd's character. Um, but anyway, that we sidetracked. But um, yeah, no, I, 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 I love this scene though. Like Ashton and I looked at each other, like no way, like no way, like they just open up the episode after all this stuff that they finally slept together. Like, what the hell is this? And it was played so well. Like, it was written so well. Like, the first two minutes, you're just like, what? It was great. I loved it. I I am not a shipper usually either. I did like the idea of Rebecca and Ted together in season one. But like I said, they, they never really followed through with that to the point where you kind of forget about it. If you're not a hardcore shipper, you forget about it. You're like, eh, like oh, it's not even really much of a will they won't they in this. Um, they're just really good friends, and, and you can be really good friends. And I think they kind of play with it a bit where you don't know if she's going to get on the plane, right? And I think it's like they don't even know what they want from each other, really, and... It's kind of like, I guess, when you're friends with somebody and you are such really good friends that you might try make it work as a romantic thing, but you're worried about the can of worms that's going to open. And I think that's kind of how they felt about it. It's like, you know, th there's no going back, yeah, <laughs> you know, really after yeah. after that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the TV show that I, I looked at my wife and I said, I forget what show it was. I said, I'm not usually a shipper, but I love these two. I want them together. I forget what show it was that we were watching that I was like, it's the only, but I don't like go on Twitter and make shipping accounts or anything like that. But, you know, there was like. Definitely Robin and Ted. Oh, Definitely. yeah. A huge Robin <laughs> Ted fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lily and Marshall are the only ones that I've ever shipped. Met your mother. And it was like they broke up. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I, not, that's going to kill me. It's going to kill me to not know what show it was that I was like, I, I'm shipping. Oh, you know what it was? It's not even a show I like that much. It was Manifest. It was Manifest. Yeah. And it was, I, I was really shipping Joshua Dallas's character yes. with the doctor. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I need oh, I don't want to ruin you. it. Never mind. I don't want to ruin it. I was going to say. I haven't watched, I haven't watched okay. the second half yet, okay. but. I was like, I we'll talk I'm, offline. <laughs> I like, I'm not a shipper, but those two had chemistry, man. Joshua Dallas and I forget what her uh, what the actress name is, but uh, really good chemistry. Where I was like, yeah, forget your TV wife, dude. You're gonna go after the doctor here. Forget but, Snow White. We've got other problems. Yes, yes, yeah. You know that's, that's time, they're actually married. Yeah, I know. Every time I think yeah. of that, I think of uh, was it Sarah Goodwin? Is that her name? I forget her name. Uh, Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin. That's it. Oh, great show. Oh, we could talk about shows all day. Let's turn it. Let's yeah, let's go back to Ted here. Uh, but you know, what I'm saying is for everyone here, if you actually felt insulted by this, just take a deep breath. Uh, it's okay. 
you can write some fan fiction. There's there's gaps in the story here because they don't show every day. So they could have hooked up. You never know if you want your head cannon to, to fill it in. But ultimately, I'm happy that they didn't end up together. So let's go ahead and look at one of the predictions that I had here. For me, I said Ted will not end up with Michelle, Sassy, or Rebecca. Partly right. And the reason I say partly right is it's not clear on if he and Michelle got fully back together. Um, And even in Brendan Hunt's AMA here, Ask Me Anything on Reddit, he said it's purposely left vague. So I can't give myself the point, but I can't also give myself zero points on this. So I'm not sure. Get a half a point. Half a point there. Yeah, half a point. Um, because in my opinion, they didn't end up together. I think they might in the future, but I think Ted and her are just going to have to talk about it, right? I think they're going to talk. One thing I really liked is with Dr. Jacob. I know we're bouncing all around here. Uh, a lot of thoughts in my head here. But with Dr. Jacob, when he is, one, the most annoying non-soccer guy all the time if you're not a soccer fan and you're listening to our show here this is typical all right of the american sports fan of uh, i guess it's gonna end in a nil nil and then he gets a three two thriller f you dr jacob and he guess what he's still on his damn phone he's still on his damn phone not paying attention but what i really liked is michelle and henry just giving him the looks when he's saying that stuff. And then he ends up further and further back each time they cut to him. And at the point of the end, when Ted's going home, he's out of the picture, right? So I assume Ted's moving in with them. They're not back together romantically yet, but that might happen while co-parenting their child. So that's kind of how I got the vibe of it. Did you, what was your vibe with Michelle and, and Ted here at the end? Are you thinking like they're already, you know, sharing the bed again or what? I think they nailed this. Um, I think it was purposeful. Hold that on, they Ted didn't... nailed this? Or, or yeah, like... well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe they got excited. No, uh, they have another kid. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, I think they nailed this in the fact that, like like you said, I did notice that he just kept getting further and further out of the picture, which was very well done. Good storytelling. Um, and then, But I think also when she's in the bleachers, that's shown on purpose to show that he's not there. Um, so I, I think that's ultimately, you know, she could have been standing by herself over in the sideline or he could have been there, but they, they, they just, they did that on purpose. They specifically made that scene on where, but I think you're right. I think, uh, again, it's like this show, it's like, it's realistic. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, it, it, Ted wouldn't just move right back in and then they would be happily married again. Like this would take time. Like this would take, like they both have been hurt. They would both probably seek counseling again and hope that she didn't date the, you know, the therapist, but the next therapist. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, instead they start seeing Dr. Sharon again. Like that's what I picture. They both go see Dr. Sharon. Um, even though now Who's she's now the at Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Uh, yeah Richmond yeah. physios or uh, uh, whatever they call her. Um, what would they, yeah, not physio. That'd be I, yeah, phys- that, that physical. Be a physical yeah, therapist. <laughs> I work with physical therapists. That's why. Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, I think that this was well done, like realistic and, and exactly what, should happen in real life. I love that that this was a constant theme throughout this show for three seasons as they went with the more realistic, um, I guess, portrayal of what, what the story would be. And this is exactly, I think, how this would happen. Yeah, and uh, this, look, Dr. Dr. Jacob, I, I saw a lot of people upset that we didn't get to see him fired or have his license revoked. And I'm like, this is not the type of show you're watching. I'm sorry. T- Ted Lasso is not the type of show where you're going to get revenge porn, like seeing Dr. Jacob, like carrying his boxes out of her house and being like, I've lost everything. Like you're not going to get that type of show in this show because it's ultimately about being kind and, and good natured and, and good hearted. And, so sometimes I question when people complain about that stuff. Cause I'm like, have you watched the other three seasons? Like, I don't think we ever got that type of like a Rupert could have had it or yeah, eight. Rupert could like... have had it. And you know what? Let's talk while you talk about it. So, so I don't forget the way they handled Rupert in this was absolutely wonderful. That is everyone takes the high road here except for Rupert. But when you see Ted's reaction and Jason's face and and 
you know, the, the first Richmond coach is now coaching West Ham, his face. They feel sorry for Rupert. Nate, you know, they're like, look at what you're letting this do to you. Need this need to be getting back at Rebecca or be top or whatever. He was going over the line. And, and while most people would say like when he pushes him, like they, they probably want to see Ted go up and just punch him again. That's not what this show is about. And and Ted, his Jason Sudeikis acting here is where it's just like the vibe I got from it is he feels sorry for him. And it's like, what a sad, pathetic man. Not Ted, but Rupert. You know, what a sad, pathetic man. And that's all they could feel, I think, at that point is, like, I feel sorry for you, dude. You're unhinged right now. You know? And I really liked that. Because I think in, again, a lesser show, Ted goes up there and, like, punches the crap out of him. And that's not what it is about. And I hope... Rupert gets the help he needs. I know he's a fictional character, but I'm saying like, you know, at that point he has lost almost everything and he is had it up to here. He was already at talk of re- losing his club. Right. And then he's losing this game, which is the last has to try to get that, you know, what champions league qualification, I think is what West Ham was pretty much playing for. Yeah, like the I I like the way they build him up in this episode too because like they went full Death Star like totally with the cape the long black cloak that he's wearing when he when he rounds a corner and he's headed down to the pitch. I think the biggest moment here too is when he's walking off. This is the first time we really see AFC Richmond's fans because if you remember the fans still adore Rupert for what he's done for that club even when he treated Rebecca like crap they still loved him they adored him the bar guys loved Rupert but then as he's walking off he gets called a wanker and they're flipping him off and and you can see this moment of realization where Rupert's looking around and he's got this moment of like yes I'm still this awful person but he's also looking around going I've lost this whole fan base and, and things that I love like Richmond meant so much to me. And I just burnt every single bridge that I've ever had with the club. And now it's completely gone. It's also such from um, the what premiere or second episode of the show when they're all calling him Ted, a wanker and, and we're getting the reversal now of it being against um you know, against a uh, a beloved former owner. Yeah, a beloved yeah, former English guy. owner. <laughs> One thing I really liked too was Rebecca saying um to him, like this day be bad for you, right? Because no matter what you win, one of your clubs you love wins the game. Uh and he at this point, I, I really believe he does not like Richmond at this point. You know, it is like been tainted. It's been tainted by, you know, his ex-wife having it and, and a coach that he couldn't stand since season one having success. And the fact that his coach, Jelly, had left his team to go back just to be a kit man at Richmond, I think really dug under his skin and... Um, I, I got to applaud the coach too for when Rupert's saying like, take out Tart. He's like, I don't play that way, man. It's like the only redeeming thing this guy had in his entire run in the show. Yeah. He was like a big sexist pig when he walked into Rebecca and yeah, but and he's wearing the short for some reason, which I, you never see a coach wear. Yeah. And Arlo White <laughs> comments about it. Oh man. Uh, that's great balls on the field um but no i i thought i thought it was well done like you said jordan a lesser show would have had and would have had i think players taking out jamie's heart like i thought that's where we were headed was it was that one of these west ham players were going to take out jamie but again everybody took the high road uh and that's i think it's just what makes the show different the season table just to kind of clarify um from what somebody was saying before the final day 
when Terry on Ray and Gary Lineker are talking man city's in first with 86 points, Richmond's in five Arsenal's in third with 67 Newcastle in fourth with 66 and West Ham in fifth with 65. So West Ham had fallen from second when they were under Nathan Shelley to uh, fifth at some point. I don't know how that works, but sure. Uh, Cause Richmond has a huge lead advantage on that uh, point wise. After the conclusion of the West Ham Richmond game, that leaves Man City with 89 points, Richmond with 88, and West Ham in fifth with 65. How Arsenal or Newcastle finished. But yes, so West Ham does lose out on that Champions League qualification. That's what they were going for. They'll end up in the Europa League instead, which is still some money. But I liked having Ted be so confused about championship champions league <laughs> premier league uh i understand that i remember when i first was watching and you know you're learning the league names i'm sure you can attest to this when you start watching uh soccer and we're you know you're texting matt and me or my research was wikipedia uh because i didn't have any friends that watched so <laughs> my research in like 2007 2008 is pulling up wikipedia and being like looking at the table and then seeing on Wikipedia, like, oh, the blue means that they go in the Champions League. Click that. Okay, what's that? Okay, what's the league under the Premier League called? The Championship? That's confusing. And I had those same sort of thoughts. But once you know the language, and if you're living it, breathing it, it's secondhand nature to you. You're like, yeah, this is in the Championship. This is in the Premier League, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's funny that Ted is still kind of coming to terms with this. Yeah, I thought it was one of the best ones. Um, just like I, I mean, you know, I like the one. Uh, who do we play on Wednesday? Or who do we play Wednesday? I was just about to say that. No, yeah, we play no. on Sunday or something. Wait, we play Sheffield Wednesday on Sunday. I'm so confused. But yeah, no, I thought I thought it was brilliant. I, I love that. Wait, so like we're we're not. So if you win the league, we're not. You're in the Champions League. Oh well, what if you're the champion? Like, well, no, you're not the champion if you lose. Yeah, because like, Champions League, like, like I'm four so teams get into the <laughs> Champions League, right? Like that's he's like, yeah. then it's not a champion. He's like, wait, so like you can finish fourth? <laughs> like what? This is dumb. You can finish fourth but get into the Champions League. Like, the way yeah. I used to always explain is that the Champions League is pretty much the playoffs for the season before. So. I understand Ted being confused by Champions League allowing more than just champions. I think at one point it was just the champions getting in. Then, of course, money, as they explain. I love when they say that money is the reason. He's like, oh, that makes sense. But, yeah, they keep expanding these, and they've even added a whole other league. So, originally it was just Champions League in Europa. Now it's the Europe Conference League as well, which is like a third tier. West Ham just won that uh, today by the way. So congratulations, Nathan Shelley and Rupert. I'm just kidding. Uh, but West Ham did win the Euro uh, Europa conference league today. So, you know, that that's a step below the Europa, which is what they qualified for in Ted Lasso. So there's just levels to this. I think we should do a fun YouTube video about this or something one time, just explaining all of the different leagues and how you qualify for them and stuff. Yeah. But, different leagues that are played different places. And yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so many different wrinkles, uh, you know, in it. And and it's one of my favorite parts about soccer, you know, uh, compared to... I, different. I always wish that, like, the World Series winner and runner-up gets to go play against, like, the Korean League and Japanese League, Mexican League baseball. Like, that would be really cool, having those type of tournaments. And NBA, like there's Barcelona basketball team, like having them have a, like they have FIBA, you know, have a FIBA club world cup for basketball with the, but the NBA teams would never do it. And, and that's kind of the, the poor sport part of it. You know, like they're like, we don't care enough about this competition over in England and, and Europe. They've been building up these competitions for hundreds of years. So, so there's history, at this, but really loved uh, that whole breakdown by the team there. Um, okay. I kind of joked with the title so long. Farewell, Alvita Zane, goodbye. That is exactly where they got the title from. It is a choreograph. 
dance and song that they do as Ted is getting ready to leave and it's his last practice. So I thought that was a uh, really nice touch. Um, I loved beards and Ted, like when Roy goes, if that's what you want. And he walks away. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden the music started playing and the beard goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. Awesome. And, and Rebecca's main storyline in this is, should I sell the club for 2 billion or should I sell 49% of the club to the fans? So this is kind of like the 50 plus one that the Germans, you know, kind of do where they will only have like what? 51% of the, the owners will have like 51% of the club. Um, this is not very common in English football at the time, but a lot are pushing for this sort of ownership thing. So they actually have, so the, so the uh, fans have a say. Yeah. In real life, Rebecca sells this for two billion, and they get bought by like the Saudis, and then <laughs> they hire Pep as a manager and try to get a Champions League out of it. But uh, whoa, that's... whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Find out if that happens on Saturday when City yeah, takes say, on don't give us that much credit. But you know, it is uh, it, it is a real thing and two billion sounds about right for a club like richmond if they're getting into the champions league this season too so uh they kind of nailed that aspect pretty well and i'm glad rebecca didn't sell the club um i'm I'm very happy that she sold it to the fans we got to see you know our guys in the pub have their little certificates of owning a share and uh even may i think has a share right so it is she's talked about how much it meant for the community and she followed through on that and actually gave part of it back to the community instead of selling it to the highest bidder, which I really appreciate. You probably could have ended up with somebody like a Khufu, you know, owning Richmond if it was the 2 billion price. So very happy that that's how that ended for her. And she became a mother. Didn't she with the Dutch guy? I like this. I really like the Dutch guy. He's a pilot. He's at the airport. It just seems like perfect rom-com how it ends up here. And uh, a fun little thing too, is that this little girl who is playing the daughter of the um, Dutch guy, the flying Dutchman, as some people have started calling him is the same girl that played like the young Rebecca reflection in an episode or two ago when she's in the mirror and she does like a scary face. It's the same little girl who plays that. Um, So I guess it kind of reminds her of, of herself as well. But I, I kind of had the suspicion that if she didn't end up with Ted, this is where she would be going, that she'd be going back to this Dutch guy or else I didn't understand why we would have kind of started to learn about him six episodes ago. You know, it kind of felt like a good setup there. And it was, I think, a very rewarding ending for her. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that worked out pretty darn perfectly on Rebecca's end. I think because I'd seen her in the episode before, I thought she was having a flashback. And I was like, I'm so confused. Like, I was very confused at first. I'm like, oh... And as soon as I saw a little girl and Rebecca together, I'm like, I know who that is. Like, that is definitely the daughter of the Flying Dutchman. Like, uh, Ashley was Ashley was like, good. I, I wanted them to be together. It was like, I think a lot of people did. Like, if it wasn't going to be Ted, um, if you weren't shipping them hard, I think a lot of people like that. And I loved that episode. So it, it had some good feelings for me. I, I really do like where they took her storyline. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that was a... Uh a great ending for her character. Um, I'm kind of surprised Roy became the manager. Uh, I kind of thought they'd go Nate. So this is one of the other (laughs) predictions I had that was not right was Ted will leave. Nate will take over. I seriously like almost yelled out in the TV when she's like, and now I prevent present to you and she's hiding it i'm like all right there's nate and then it's roy and i was like whoa i didn't think roy would want to be like an actual 
top manager. You know, like I think he would have been fine being a coach. So I was kind of uh, really interested in in seeing how that um, how that played out. But yeah, I, I really thought that was interesting. I want to know your thoughts on Roy becoming the next AFC Richmond. Yeah, I think it's fitting, and I think uh, I think Nate, um, whether he gets a spinoff or whatever it might be, if it does happen. Um, I did think that like Roy was obviously more suited, but I think Nate also came to the realization when he was coaching at West Ham that really, I mean, he just, he liked, he liked being around the team, but I don't know if he really liked being the man in charge um, or was ready for it. So I think that's ultimately where that storyline um, ends. I think the best thing um, about it is just the fact that Roy really has worked hard for, for this, I think. And, and I think it fits perfectly with just who he is and, and going forward with those two, I think would be fantastic. Um, I did love too, by the way, those blue, like those light blue, um, like sweatshirts that they had on or jackets that they had yeah, on the tracksuits. Yeah. Those were nice. Um, I don't know why, but I, like those stood out to me. I really like that. And I loved Jordan, that final scene that the three of them are in and they're, uh, it's that same scene where they're like putting the believe sign back up above the door. And it's that same exact scene that we got with Ted. And we saw um, Nate doing that too. Nate kind of fixing this in the yeah. montage where he's using like his paint stuff, like his glue yeah. to kind of glue the sign back together that he uses for his miniatures. This is what Apple just posted like yesterday, a picture of the three of them and says smells like potential. And Nick Mohammed retweeted it with a, uh, uh, an emoji of the, zipper mouth Zip up, yeah so some people think that there's your confirmation but again i i don't know if i don't know if we will know <laughs> yet you know they're, they're very open that, that we don't know uh yeah uh so keely's ending here again if we're not going to focus on her romantic life she has the idea here she comes in and says let's start a richmond women's team and this is something that some of these clubs have had teams for a while like this but some are still just now starting these women's team and women's football in england and europe is really on the rise if you're just a casual soccer watcher that's like i know the usa has won four world cups of it part of it is because our women's team is really good the other part of it is that our women's team is just better and more advanced than a lot of the other teams. And what I mean by that is we've had money and resources put into it since the nineties when the women's world cup started. And some of these nations have just completely ignored it by saying it's not popular enough. We're not going to fund anything about it. And that's really quick, quickly changing. There's a women's UEFA champions league that is drawing huge crowds. Now the women's world cup and euros are starting to draw big crowds. The women's world cup is starting, uh, what later this month or next month? <laughs> yeah. I got to yeah. check that again. I don't yeah. know when that's happening, but uh, you know, and that's the, the downside for that is that it's in like Australia and New Zealand. So it's going to be not on a lot of people's radar hours of the day type because of how late in the morning or how early in the morning it's going to be presented. But I, I really like this. Uh, again, this is one of the rumors that people are throwing around or I guess suggestions on what the crossover or I mean, not crossover, the spinoff could be, but I just like the idea, even if it's not a spinoff, just Keely is finding another Avenue here. She's presenting good ideas to Richmond. Again, Rebecca, it's something Rebecca can get behind. I, I don't know. I just really like this. Yeah. I think so. And I think the investment in the women's game is coming from all sorts of different directions. Um, I think it's exciting, especially because the U.S. has always been really successful. So I think people who are fans of the U.S. women's national team, I think that this is a major push um, to get, uh, you know, the, the support in behind uh, the women's team. I know with NWSL currently going on and then they're launching uh, a new women's league here in the United States. And I know there's a lot of other different cities that are coming in as well that are also doing that. So I, I think it'd be, it's interesting because I think when this was presented, when this, when Keely goes in to see Rebecca and she's got this idea, I didn't even know what it was. So I was like, I don't know what would Keely want to present to Rebecca now that they're, they're still working together um, in this kind of PR 
um, system. And I, and I, I was, I was just trying to think of like what would make sense. And I wasn't even thinking of the women's side of the game, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you could have this spinoff where you might have, uh, Keely and Rebecca, um, looking for a manager to coach this team. Maybe it's Nate uh, and, and Nate picks up the assistant coach job or a coaching job and coaches the women's team. But I did, I, I thought it was interesting because I, I just didn't know what Keely could have been proposing to Rebecca that would have made sense. And like, this makes a lot of sense and they could go to a whole different cast and really not even have to show anybody that didn't really want to be in the show anymore from mm -hmm. when the men's team existed. So. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> You, I always wonder how this works, though, for like, let's say Chelsea, right? They have a huge women's team and they also have yeah. huge men's team. Yep. Do they have two separate offices? I would assume so. I would think but like, so. Yeah. Do they share the same locker rooms? The training facility they do share with City. Like I know uh, Manchester City's women's team uses like the training academy that the men's do. So, because like for Richmond, their locker room yeah. is like attached to his office. So, if they had to share a locker room for the women's team, then it would be kind of that same corridor. Like, yes, yeah, so yeah. they would have to share a desk or something. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe be, maybe one of them expansion in like the room where um, uh, Trent was writing a lot. And yeah. Roy Dude, they won the league. They could expand the stadium. They didn't win the league. Sellers. That's the big oh, sorry, thing. That's right. <laughs> I want to talk about that too. I won the Champions League. I really liked that they didn't win the league. Yeah, I thought it was realistic. That was one of my predictions that they would win the league. Um, I just thought they would maybe be too tempted to to write that. But I thought that's what it was going. I'm glad they didn't. I knew as soon as they won that game and they're celebrating, I was like, we still know City's results. Like City was a point up, and. If you know anything about City, you know. If you know right. anything about yeah. City, it is very realistic to do everything you can and still lose the City by a point. So <laughs> for me, this rang very true. And, you know, Brendan Hunt was asked about it. He said, that's not the story we were looking to tell, like them winning the league. It was not, not realistic. Type of show. <laughs> it's not realistic. It's, it's certainly a stretch for them to be in second place with a 15-game win streak or whatever. But I really like that they were still able to have their personal achievement beat West Ham. They were able to do anything they power. But it would have felt anticlimactic. They're like, we're now looking at the score, and oh, City drew. <laughs> you know? And then you're like, yeah, like, okay, that Richmond didn't, like, Richmond sat there and waited and, read a screen that doesn't play well on TV. So them winning the game and doing the best. And they scored that goal to win. The game. I was like, yeah, like it felt real, you know? And I, part of me was like, you know, I don't want them to win the league, but I'm like, I'm kind of I'm like, I at least want them to win this game against West Ham. And that was kind of what I wanted was win this game against West Ham. They did. I want to shout out to, when it looked to have been, what, 3-2 to West Ham? Yeah. And everyone is, like, down, and Ted says, no, that's offside. I want to I wanna point out, this is a little parallel from season one when Richmond scores, and they call it back for offsides, and he's like, What's offsides? Like he still doesn't get it. In this, he knew before Beard and Roy that this was offsides. So this is some character growth for Ted. I really like that. But also, I saw somebody complain about this, saying that they ruined this moment by having Ted shout this out when the guy actually wasn't offside. And I went back and watched it, and the guy is clearly offside. So I responded to the guy on Reddit or whatever, and he had to delete his message because he realized he was wrong. But why people get thrown off by that sometimes is the keeper. So usually the keeper is on his line and you're offside. If you're past the last defender, when the ball's kicked, the last defender, not being the keeper, but the person in front of the keeper. Well, in this play, the keeper comes all the way up, Van Dam, 
or Zorro now, right? Comes all the way up to the corner of the box to clear it out. Don't know what the hell he was trying to do, but <laughs> that's what he was doing. And that means the two Richmond defenders, the last Richmond defender is kind of on the line of the goal. And he is now taking the position of the keeper, which means that the other defender who's around the penalty spot is now the last man. And the player on West Ham is clearly in front of that guy. It's offsides. It was actually very well done. <laughs> it was actually very well done that he was that offside. I really, I really liked that. And uh, I like that they gave Ted that moment of recognition. And if you know anything about uh, European soccer as well, or, or English soccer is that VAR is, is never wrong. So um, as soon as they call it, it's a hundred percent accurate. Like you wouldn't question it a hundred percent. Yeah. Dale Johnson definitely wouldn't be drawing out lines and, and explaining. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Mike Dean, who's retired now, but he actually does, you know, plays a ref in two of the um, episodes and uh, he's a real, he was a real ref for the Premier League. So, uh, uh, so I liked, I liked that, the, you know, he, he got a chance to kind of shine on that too. Let's see. So all my three predictions were wrong, except for if I get my half point for the Michelle sassy Rebecca one, Logan, yours was Rebecca's pregnant. That's a no Keely and Roy end up together. That's a no year flash forward with Trent reading the book. I'm going to give you half a point here yeah. because it's not a year, but he is signing his book. We don't actually get the um, him narrating. Uh, apparently, Brennan Hunt said they tried some of that. It just didn't really work well. Uh, it was better with the music. So uh, I'll give you half a point for that. Uh, it's a good draw. So we uh, tied. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, Dr. Jacob is fuming right now. He is upset. Absolutely <laughs> livid. Uh. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he's still on his phone when it's a 3-2 thriller, like, Dr. Jacob, just get out of here, man. Uh, all right, anything else I want to... I, I want to talk about Zorro. Jamie. I don't know if they named him Zorro. Yeah. Just for this long con of three seasons It feels later, like it give was. Give him the mask. Yep. So he says, my name is Zorro, which is the way everyone was pronouncing it originally. <laughs> and I also, of course, for the Zorro was. character. What a great payoff, though, if it was. It was. And how quickly it gets to the commentators where Chris turns to Arlo White and says, I heard he wants to be called Zorro now. Oh, also another good callback here is the Richmond free kick. They do Nate's play from season one and Jamie acts exactly the way Ted does when he says here here give it to me I'm open give it to me I'm open he's almost doing the same exact dance that Ted does when he's acting like this and their whole thing of like acting like it's a statue is of course because he said he wants Jamie to win like an SP for how well he's acting in this really good callback to season one and it pays off they win Sam scores the goal I mean again this this had so many callbacks to the first two seasons. The dog. And the dog <laughs> With Isaac back on the penalty. <laughs> yeah, talk about Isaac here. Most unrealistic spot here is giving yeah. Isaac, who's never taken a penalty, a chance to take a penalty. A defender, yeah. The second most unrealistic thing is when he blasts a hole in the net and they take a stoppage to fix it. Rupert comes down, pushes the coach, all that stuff. And then they still only give one minute of stoppage time that somehow the city game goes longer <laughs> than a game where they had to replace the net. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> um, what else? But uh, fun. I, I yeah. really thought he had missed it until they until they showed. It. I I really like that twist. I do love too when McAdoo stepped up to the spot. Higgins grabbed his wife and was like, "No, like back up." Like he, yeah. he took out the window the last time he did this. Oh, and the guy that got blasted in the face—he's the yep. one that Rebecca was dating, I think—and yep. decided yep. not to date anymore. And he yeah, got the, the boring one in the coffee shop. Yeah, the bloody face, and. I love Barbara being like, finally, because she loves the blood. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, too. <laughs> love that. She's more of a rugby girl, right? <laughs> yep, I loved it. Yeah, that was really fun. And uh, Sam Obasanya. Yeah, this, this 
this thing here, right, where Sam gets to play for Nigeria, this montage, Jamie's reconnecting with his dad who's in, you know, um, remission, I guess, for his alcoholism and uh, still best friends with Keely and Roy and Keely and Barbara reopening their firm and sponsoring a Richmond's, Richmond's women's team and uh, Sharon being hired as the head of mental health. I guess they had enough. I guess she was done filming her other show to be able to maybe, I mean, to be able to do as much. She shows up a bit in the hotel room where she's, or living room, I don't know where she is, but where she's watching the game on TV. I, I quite like that. And Beard marrying Jane. A lot of people had problems with this. Uh, saying that she's too abusive and toxic to marry, but uh, Brendan Hunt defended this, saying that they're both just toxic to each other. It's not really abuse, but some people didn't like that response from him. And then other people had a response that Ted wasn't at the wedding, and that was um, a bummer for them. So here's Brendan Hunt's reaction to that. He says, there's a few reasons why. The first is narrative. Ted just got on a plane and left the U.K., it would be anticlimactic and deflating deflating if we see him back there before we even see his plane land. The other is that that's just the kind of friendship Ted and Beard have. Uh, he says, case in point, me and Joe Kelly, co-creator of Ted Lasso, and, and is one of the best friends I'll ever know. A few years ago, I got an email from him and his fantastic girlfriend that they are getting married in less than a month. The email clearly stated, no worries if it's too short of a notice, which was awfully nice of them. I desperately wanted to be there, but I couldn't. Um, and he, I, he said, so I missed the wedding. And guess what? No one cares. Our relationship is the exact same. Our families live down the street from each other, and we see each other all the time. So personally, I think Beard called Ted and told him he could sit this one out. And Ted said, thanks, because the ceremony conflicted with a big game of Henry's soccer team. Uh, he said the history of their relationship, in his opinion, is long periods of seeing each other and long periods not. And we have entered one of the latter. So I quite like that because, Logan, uh, well, I was there for your wedding, which happy anniversary tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where we only see each other maybe once a year, right? Like, yeah, be after we live together and stuff, and yeah. you're one of my best friends. So, I feel like you don't need to always be physically present, um, especially in today's day and age. You can Skype, you can stream yeah, yard, you, can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, create a podcast just to talk yeah. to each other. You can do all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I wasn't too upset with Ted missing it. Yeah, no, I think, uh, it, and especially as you get older too, I think as you get older, like I get it if you're like 20, 25, 30, like you're younger and like, yeah, that's like, sometimes it's your first wedding, but like, I'm, I'm assuming beards 40 some odd years old. Like as you get older, yeah, people have priorities. Like it becomes harder to travel. If kids, you have all these things going on and this would have been short notice back over the, you know, over the pond. And, and I think that that it's more realistic that honestly, and like I said, like it, like, and like you said too, it was kind of an elope. Uh, and, and it was just close friends were there. It wasn't like it was a big thing. So, yeah, I, I did. It was weird though. I did kind of feel like it was on like a mythical island um, for some reason. That was the green of, screen. Yeah, it, it was, was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice too? There was a really bad green scene or green screen moment when the players are lined up and they're all crying because Ted had made a speech. You can see how bad their hair is interacting. Oh, with the really? Green screen. Yeah. If you go back and watch I didn't it, catch that. it is atrocious. Like so bad but i think because you're so focused on them crying well that they could get away with it what i read too in this ask me anything from brennan hunt is people were like why did they release it so much later like why did they announce midnight release the day of why was it pushed back he said that's not apple's fault they were actually really rushing to get this episode out on time so they needed the few hours to be able to get it to Apple so they could put it up there. That's how much That's they were wild. crunching yeah. to get this episode up and uh, out. So even though the show wrapped a while ago, these things with editing and stuff takes uh, a while. Where they will, you know, they're usually working up on it till the day it comes out. Any big stories we missed? 
Jamie was back with his dad. Uh, yep. I don't know if they're out of rehab or still in rehab. It, kind it of looked like he was rehab. in the same facility yeah. from when he was watching the game. So I think yeah. he's visiting him. I think Moon Knight was about to show up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was really confused. Um, no. Uh, what else did we miss? In it? I mean, Higgins doesn't really get that, like... I like, Hig- there, like, the I like Higgins, though, when he's like, well, you know, will you tell me where I'm going to be in yeah. next year? Like, what he's like, I need to yeah, know but- if you're selling this club or not. Right. Yeah, no, I do like that. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Oh, Colin kisses his boyfriend on the field. Yes. That's a big moment. He talked about that, right? Like, beforehand, he's like, I just want to be able to be myself and, like, after a big game, be able to just kiss my boyfriend on the field. And he does that. And while he's not out to the public, at that point, it was his decision. It was his time to be like, I don't care right now. We just had one of the best moments of my career. I'm going to do it. And uh, hopefully... I know it's all fictional, but hopefully they they treated him all right about that. Um, I think that's mostly it. Uh, the, again, the song "Father and Son" by Cat Stevens is perfect. This is also the song in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two when Yondu is having his funeral, and Peter's listening to his new Zune. This is the song he's listening to, and. Uh, it always makes me think of that movie when I hear this song, but it really worked in this show as well. And as soon as that song started playing, I was in a puddle of tears. I don't know what it is about that song, man, but it gets me. And when we're seeing all these happy moments like Sam on Nigeria, I was really like grinning and just crying uh, so much. <laughs> and it was an unbelievable ending. I thought, um, and I told Ashley this was like so many shows screw up their finales so bad. How many? That like mother? I've just what? I said how I met your mother. <laughs> yeah, how I met your mother. A lot of people argue Game of Thrones. I like Game of Thrones. Um, people argue Lost. I've never seen Lost, so I don't know. Lost um, had a great ending, by the way. Did it? Uh, okay, um, yeah. you're one of those people. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, I just got done watching Manifest. Um, I oh, is that what you're doing it. today? But no, we we finished it yesterday or oh, okay. before or something like that. Um, but no, it was. Uh, but again, so many shows, like I said, they just screw up the ending. Um, and I've almost come to expect like it not satisfying everything that I really wanted it to. This did like this. This felt complete, and I would be happy if they just stopped. I I I say I I think there's a season four just because I think they left a lot of that stuff open with the whole Nate thing and. Ted and beard. I still feel like there's still some stuff there that they could do, but if they left it right now, I would totally be happy with just getting these three seasons because I felt like this was the first show I've ever watched where it was three seasons complete and it wrapped up everything I wanted to wrap up. Yeah. And mostly because those seasons or the shows that last three seasons, it was because they were like, all right, let's please end this. This is awful. Like it's kind of one of those things. So, um, but yeah, no, I felt I felt like this was uh, this was a good ending. Um, but you know, typically, I think people are just not not as satisfied as they would want to be with finales. But I'm not usually one of those people. Like I, I feel like you know I've come to expect it because I always am ready for for disappointment. Like I, mean, I know how many people hate the end of a Game of Thrones. I know how many people hate the ending of Friends. How I Met Your Mother. Like there's a lot of people that don't like the endings to shows. But I've never really been one of those people. You know. I am a very easy to please guy. All right. I, there's finales that people hate that I love. Uh, the Seinfeld finale people hate. Uh, I think it's very like, I think it's overstated how bad that finale is. Cause I think it fits the characters and the tone of the show. Uh, I know people didn't like the Smallville ending because he barely wears the Superman suit. That's fine. It was never really about that. It was about him becoming Superman throughout his 10-year journey. I'm good with that. Like, in my mind, it's like, if I can just picture... like So there's certain... There's certain shows where I can be a little bit more lenient. So for, like, Smallville, I was more lenient because I thought... Superman, at this point, needs to continue doing his job as Superman... Uh, so you can't have like a definitive ending, right? Like you have to set it up to where it ends with him becoming Superman and 
continuing to do the job. You can't wrap it up. He's going to always be there doing stuff in the future. While uh, some shows, I felt like How Much Your Mother, where you're trying to pay off the title of the show and they they do it for 15 minutes and then they immediately backtrack. You're like, I, I don't like that, you know? So, but mostly I'm, I'm pretty easy to please. This is one of the best finales I think I've seen lately. Again, it's just, it's like they had a box of, a list of boxes that they had to check off and they were able to hit so many of them and make callbacks to the first two seasons and wrap up stuff nicely. I really have no complaints. Anything else? Are we good? Jordan, player of the show. Who are you going with? Okay. Player of the show. I'm going to go Jamie Tart. I think his arc is the best arc in the show. And uh, I know people were complaining that he kind of backslid a bit with the Keeley thing mm -hmm. with Roy, but what people have to know is that character growth is not always linear. There's going to be times where you F up and you, and you regress a bit and you have to kind of come to terms with that. Um, I know as a person myself, there's times where I feel like I've gotten better at something and then maybe I regressed as a person in, in other regards or whatever. And you're, you're always striving to be better. So I, I can't really like, I understand that TV shows, we like it to be a little bit more neat. We like it to be a little bit more. He'll never act like that again, but it's not how real people are. So I, I don't know. I really, I think Jamie Tart is my player of the show. I a hundred percent agree. He became my favorite character after, I mean, the first season you just loathe Jamie. It's like, a, it, he was one that it was like, that's going to be really hard for him to kind of get back the the respect and all, you know, ultimately the love that you have for Jamie season three. I just adore him. Like, I, I think he does everything, you know, he has the one, but you knew that was coming to a head with Roy. Like you knew that had to happen in, in his story. And it's not always pretty, like you said, and not every human's perfect. So he's got to have some regression at some point. Cause everybody does in their life, everything, you know, everybody has something negative happen or they, they react in a negative way. Um, and that was something that Jamie did. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Jamie. Um, but I just think that overall, he just added so much to the show. Uh, he was hilarious. Um, I thought that he had some really great lines through season two and season three. Um, even season one, when he's still a prick, he has some really good lines, right? Why why should I try to be anybody else? I'm me, coach. Um, I like so that like, he's had the book that... Yeah. that he gave him in season yep. one. That's where he yep. had his belief sign uh, at. Yep. So, yeah, no, I think 100% Jamie all the way. Um, so, what would you have said if I said Zava? I, probably to turn off the Skype or whatever this is called. <laughs> StreamYard. Uh, no, but I was thinking like. What a flash uh, in a pan he was, huh? I liked Zava coming back for this episode where he has yeah. the. Um, the Zavocado. Yep. Yep. I love it. <laughs> and it's this huge Zavocado. And also he, he's hinted at, I think it says he signs for LAFC in one yeah. of the newspapers. So that's pretty yep. cool. Yep. There you go. Um, okay. Employee of the series. I'm going to go Higgins here, not for any like special reason, but just that yeah. he was the one that gave me the most consistent laughs uh, in the executives, you know. I, <sighs> This is hard, but I, I got to go Ted. Like, I just think, you know, that you, you obviously can't have this show without him. But I think just the positivity. It's not about him. That Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the positivity that he just reflects onto everybody and, and deflects onto anyone is just, it, it's amazing to me. Like, I, I wish I could live a life like that where everything is, even if it's not positive, he takes it and spins it in a way that he's going to overcome any kind of challenges that he might face. I think there's times and. Uh, I guess a, a human's life where you just, you, you fall, you fall to the different things that are happening in life. Um, and, and there's nothing really you can do. You kind of bounce back and bounce sideways. Um, and, but for some reason it feels like Ted just bounced forward all the time. And I think that that is such a cool thing to be able to do is to, to basically say onward forward and we can move from this, forget it happen because it ultimately doesn't affect you in the end of the day. And I think that's ultimately what you take from this whole show is that, you know, all these bad things can happen in life. But uh, if you're surrounded by people that you love and, and you reflect that positivity, I think that it ultimately ends up pretty good in the end. So 
I think it's a fantastic show and it can't be done without Ted, but just his whimsical, um, easygoing personality, relaxed personality and and just the high road he continues to take is is phenomenal throughout the whole series. All righty. Well, uh, we'll be back sometime to wrap up the rest of season one and season two on the feed there. Uh, but as of now, we're going to take a break. It's been 12 grueling weeks of putting out two shows um, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we put these up. So it's been uh, quite the ride, but thank you all for your support. I know we've had a lot more listeners than I thought we would on this. Um, but we're just very appreciative of any of your uh, feedback. And, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed the finale as much as we did, but if you want to send us any feedback on the show, or, you know, maybe we even do a post series wrap up, if we get anything um, at stateside show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email us stateside show at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Ted Lasso. But uh, we'll be back, uh, maybe take a month or so off and come back strong for the rest of season one and season two. So thank you all. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time.